The purpose of this podcast is to encourage small businesses not just to survive, but to thrive. In the beginning of this year, we began a series on fear. Terry and Renee Dismore were recently on the show, and it was one of the most downloaded podcasts we've done in our history. We've brought them back on today to continue the discussion about fear with our business and how to overcome it. Stay tuned. This is going to be a great episode. This is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest. Marketing, media, and cupcakes. Hello, I'm John, and along with me is my beautiful wife, Angel. Hi there. She has a small business that's a cupcake company, and she also has a she's a veteran of customer service for many years with a Fortune 500 company, and I am a video marketing uh director, producer, filmmaker, and we also have a podcast company called Premier Podcast, and across the table from, it sounds like Crossfire, and across the table, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. except, except the, these guys are in agreement with us, not uh, against us, That's Terry right. and Renee Dismore. <laughs> Hello. Hello. So, so, Welcome uh, back. Thank, thank you. Terry is a longtime broadcast consultant and, and does uh, consulting and sales. Well, you don't do sales. You do- Well, I have to sell myself. You have to sell yourself. We all have to sell ourselves. Right. And I keep I keep wanting to say snacks with a twist because I keep thinking pretzels with a twist. But Nays is snacks with a twist. Yes, she makes these amazing gourmet snacks. Mm. Thank you. And uh, and so she has her small business, and we're going to talk about the three fears of failure. Yes, on the show today. Uh, and before that, I want to get into something we talked about several months ago. Actually, we had a weird situation with uh, Angel's Cupcake Company where she was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She was doing her customer service stuff. Somebody wanted to place an order for cupcakes. Now, you guys tell me if you had something like this happen before. So she calls me up, uh, and she's like, John, I got this order. This guy wants to do like 400 cupcakes. It was like a two or $3,000 order, which is like, we don't do that. And it was like, he needed these cupcakes, and he (laughs) lived in Mississippi, and nothing made sense. And I said, I don't know what's going on here. But this doesn't feel right, and it's too big of an order. So just tell them this is too big of an order. No, thank you. And we actually came on the podcast and, and talked about we didn't feel comfortable with right. this, and uh, we actually ended up talking to some friends and got some interesting insight. I was, curious, have you guys had that happen to you too? With similar things. So similar. what yeah. have you found out? Because we kind of found out the the scam to this. It's the old Mississippi cupcake routine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had huge orders. And that I knew were for real because, you know, uh, you you had you had prepared the ground. You'd had yes. some conversation. Before. Yes, I had Cause conversation. Because this guy was ready to give us a yeah. credit card number and make it happen. So it was like not like he was you know faking the cash to us, but it, so it was like that too, huh? But but I did have one where the um, a guy from Lexington, Kentucky, said he wanted to order five hundred bags, and in the talking with him. And some of the things he said just didn't ring true, and turned out he was a scam artist, mm. so, big time. So but, the more the more urgent, yeah, it is, and the more unusual it is, the closer it is to fake. I, I'll be honest. When they were explaining, our friends were explaining it to me. Mm-hmm. I don't quite get how they would have, but they somehow would have canceled the order and been able to get their money back. Yet I would have been on the hook for the money that was. Yeah taken or given to me so like can, can you explain that all terry from well your not, not really but the liability falls on the business because yes. it's just like last summer i had somebody take my uh, credit card and use it at at uh, oh the place up north a uh, point um cedar the, point cedar point yeah and they used it for a 
fairly high amount of money, like four or five hundred dollars, wasn't what you're talking about, but Snap. it was enough. And they had used a uh, to get it. They had used a uh, uh, a email that was very similar to mine. They right. had used a name that was very similar to mine. So the way that happens, though, is that they they are able to get the money into their account. And you have to refund it to them. It doesn't happen until they cancel the order and you refund the money. When that happens, it comes out of your account, not mm-hmm. theirs. And yes. so they yeah. use a fake card to get the money. It's all, I mean, it's, it makes, it's kind of, I've seen people do stuff before where it's like, oh my gosh, if you would spend five minutes using your brain yeah. positively, you can make a whole lot more money than you are through this scam. So if you're a small business and this has happened to you, hopefully you've not gotten bit by this bug. But uh, that's what we've learned, you know, as small businesses. So if you, it, it's the old, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. It's so. the old too good to be true trick. <laughs> Well, Terry, we had you and they on a few weeks ago, and we talked about fear. And I wanted to expand that discussion a little bit uh, because it does become something that grips small business people, not just families, but small businesses. So tell me a little bit more about what you fear. Uh, I asked on a podcast, on the last podcast that we did with you guys, mm-hmm. I asked the three of you what your biggest fears were. Yep. Nobody asked me what mine was. We didn't. Uh-uh. We What's sure your biggest didn't. fear, Terry? Inadequacy. That I'll be that my answers will be inadequate for the need, and uh, hmm. they're not always. But when you when when you go through the things that we've been through, you kind of you have that nagging little hey, you screwed up that time. Well, mm-hmm. I know I did. Thanks for the reminder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Nay had been through and, and told a story in the last uh, podcast that we were with you guys that. Uh, she had a that as part of this failure, mm-hmm. uh, we had a friend that his wife. What did she do? This lady, she she said her husband had had you know they had a business failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in much much better financial circumstances than us, much. Mm-hmm. And uh, could I say that strong enough? Let's say it together. Much. much. Got yeah. it. I'll okay. add some reverb maybe to Okay, that. that'd be Please. great. Yeah. Much, 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 much. <laughs> I love it. And I said, well, you need to have him step back. And she's like, oh, no, I told him he couldn't. He had to get out there and get something, anything. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that's fear speaking her? She was afraid it, that he wouldn't move again or it would be a lack of money or what, what would? I think, uh, you know, she's used to a certain um Lifestyle. Lifestyle uh-huh. that wasn't going to be affected. It, it would take years yeah. for their lifestyle to be affected. Um, I had another friend. Her husband lost his big, big-time job. Big, big. They tightened their belts immediately. Started living unbelievably frugal. Mm-hmm. So much so that it was like, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought you guys were pretty set financially and all this and everything well, we are, but um, fear, you know, mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. oh, no, we cut out everything. You can't do that. You do need to take a step back when things happen uh, and look at everything. Um, that's, that's wisdom. Well, it is wisdom, and that's when you cut fear. You stop fear in its tracks when you take that time to step back and start looking at things. Well, I know from my own personal story, after I, I went through a difficult divorce, and we were, 
I, you know, I basically had nothing. I had just started on Domedia, and I had very little money, and I decided I'm not going to be stupid. I'm not going out and buy cars or anything. I'm not going to live in poverty because this business needs to grow. So it's not like, well, I'm sorry, I can't water the crops today. I don't have any water. Well, no, you've got to water the crops yeah, right. or you're not going to have anything. <laughs> so that's the approach I took. I wasn't going to allow fear to happen like that. And, right. I, and I, I'm going to go in fear and I'm going to lock everything down. Well, you can't grow right. if you are in fear and you're shutting stuff down. At least that's the way I viewed it. And, and I may be wrong, but it, I, it worked for me. Angel, you notice a pattern here? Have you noticed a pattern in this? You can say no. No. <laughs> but I'm slow sometimes. Well, no, but you've lived it. Oh. You've lived it. I was and, like, what am I living? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in each case that we've mentioned so far, it's a it's an idea that you've put a tool in place of a passion. Mm-hmm. So money at all times and in any circumstance is only – a tool. It never is anything more than a tool. It is never anything less than a tool. It's it can be used as a tool for measurement. It can be used for as a tool for accomplishment, but it cannot be used as a passion. So often people get that confused in yep. the sense of I've lost my job, therefore I don't have my security blanket. Right. I don't have that safety net. And it, it's not a safety net. It's a tool. I, I need to use that to do something. Is that, that That's what I'm getting at. Now, there's wisdom to be used that you don't go out and do what you said and buy cars. Or in the case of uh, uh, of Nay and, or of our friends that, that were like, well, you know, you got to go get a job right now. Well, I said in the last podcast that we were with you guys, the reason that lady reacted that way is she was afraid. She was afraid that she would never have another meal. Well, how stupid is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, when you think about it, we could lose everything. I call it the hangnail principle. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, I've got a hangnail. I could have a sore spot there. I could get infected. That could get gangrene. I could lose my arm. I'm going to die. Oh, God, you just described my daughter. Well, the- <laughs> <laughs> but aren't there I love pe- you. <laughs> yeah. But we don't go the reverse. But yeah. she, but I found she got it from me. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, but, but that can be overcome. But yes. it's a running joke, and one of my friend and I, when I tell her I have a headache, and she's like, "It's a tumor." I'm like, "I know, <laughs> I it's don't a, have tum- a tumor." Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But no, I she gets it from me. <laughs> I got it from my mom. If you're listening, mom, love you too. Yeah. Um, it it Thanks just for the it's gift. The, it's the well, worst case scenario mentality. So t- Terry, where where do we? How do we do this then? If if we've had maybe failures or different perspectives, how do we get around these things when? Uh, we're dealing with a failure with a business or whatever's going on. Well, it, it, one is perspective. Nay had a good point there a minute ago that we have the hangnail principle. You I know, love I'm going to get gangrene. My arm's going to fall off. I'm going to die. And you started to say. But we don't have it the opposite way. Oh, I found a penny. Ooh, by this, the end of the week, I could find, you know, $50,000. Well, by next year, I'll be a multimillionaire. We do not go up yeah. positively. No. We always go down into the negative and um so it's a, it's a matter of training mm-hmm. yes so if you can be trained into it you can be trained out of it yes uh there's i mean there's books out there like rich dad poor dad and stuff like that mm-hmm. i mean if you've got um an idea of something and you don't try it you're 100 percent guaranteed to fail right yeah so that makes sense yeah so if you don't try the the 
the uh, cupcake business, mm-hmm. you're 100% going to fail. Yes. So let's try the cupcake business. I make a few bucks in it, but I find I don't like it. Okay, you haven't failed. You just haven't succeeded. There's mm-hmm. a difference in mm-hmm. the two things. Sure. Uh, it's like with John. Uh, John and I have known each other since radio days in the early in like 1999. In the, last, in the last century, actually. That's right. Yeah. We knew each other back when. <laughs> so, uh, actually, just uh, talk like one of the board members where I used to work. <laughs> we used to know each other. Um, and uh, uh, John can tell you today that I have no different opinion now than I had 20 years ago that I know what I'm doing. Okay. All right. Now, have I gotten to do it like I want to? No. But does that mean I don't know what I'm doing? No. That's just, impressive. So, well, but it, it's, but it scares me sometimes. So sure. I get a little fear. Mm-hmm. You know, like I get, I get, I've got a friend of mine, his name's Scott McCain, who has a wonderful podcast, mm-hmm. by the way, Create Distinction is the name of it. He talks about distinction. Well, Scott and I, we've both been through those things where we failed miserably, but we're not afraid of it because okay. we've done it. Failed miserably. Sure. <laughs> so there are three types of failure that I've noticed. There's fear of failure. There's fear of the future. Mm-hmm. And there's one other fear that I'll share with you in a minute. But the You'll fear have of- to stay tuned. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> After these messages, no, we don't We're have radio messages. people. We know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> well, so fear, fear of failure uh, is ingrained in people. As a matter of fact, they're encouraged to fail. Most people are. In today's society, when everything is rewarded, um, mm. failure is not allowed. We just look at failure, and it's just it's a dirty word now, and it's not. It Failure is critical to success. Right. Well, and I, I, I thought of this earlier, and I didn't say it, but I believe that failure in our country, the, the reason that failure has gone by the wayside is because so has forgiveness. Ooh. When we can say, oh, it's yeah. okay, I forgive you. Uh, there's a book out called uh, Billion Dollar Blunders, because there have been a lot of those yeah. that are major blunders. Um, I think Boeing is going through one. Uh, well, right I do. I, I heard your conversation uh, with the doc here a while yeah. back, and it was like, uh, and Gleb's like, you know, why did they do that? Well, they get to thinking they know more than anybody else. So that's one thing I wanted to say about what I said a little while ago. I'm mm-hmm. very confident in what I do, but I always ask people what they think. The point that I'm making is that failure in and of itself is not wrong. It is the lack of forgiveness that we have. We don't look at people for what their value is, and we don't look for people. We don't look at people and forgive them. And John, you went. I know that we've had a private conversation that I won't go terribly into. But you've had some things lately where you've gone back and asked forgiveness for a couple of things that happened yeah. early in your career. Now, it's not up to the you know forgiveness is a vertical thing. It's right. not it, it it if they don't forget if they don't forgive, you have yeah you're free. You yeah. may not you know you you may wish they would and they they don't. So fear of failure is one of them. Mm-hmm. Fear of the future is another fear that people have. They're like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, let's pretend that you do. What are you going to change <laughs> about your life? Probably nothing. Mm-hmm. Probably not, because we all know that. You know, I hear people on the radio all the time that are talking about, oh, you know, this is coming or that is coming or this is. Coming. It's like, okay, what am I going to do about it? That's why I don't listen to it. Yeah. Yes. 
nothing. <laughs> well, and, and sometimes you can prepare yourself to a point, but typically when somebody's doing an advertisement, what are they telling you? Be afraid of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Buy or, gold. Buy gold now. Yeah. Buy gold. <laughs> or, uh, you know, one that's more pertinent to most of us besides the gold thing is not wrong, mm-hmm. but is... Um, uh, medicines. We were coming on our trip today. There's, a, I won't say the name of the medicine, but it's a medicine I think we've taken, and it's like, did you know that this medicine now causes cancer? Yes. And you, now you can sue them. And I, I just yeah. started laughing. I'm yeah. like, a month ago, this was the cure for something. Now it's the reason for a lawsuit. And that yes. those are based on fear too. Yeah. You fear yes. you're not going to get your fair share. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the conflict that we have that goes on in our country politically, that's based on fear, and the Mm -hmm. fear is that somebody's going to have more than you do. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me tell you something. Somebody's going to have more than you do. Mm -hmm. Because even the wealthiest man in the world, who's that right now? Is that uh, Gates probably or Or, um, what's his name? Bezos. Yeah, Bezos. His wife took a chunk of his money, but well, ex-wife. So so he's got billions and billions of dollars, okay? Have you ever bought anything off Amazon? Uh, Every day, which, almost okay. twice a week. Has Have <laughs> they provided a service to you in some way? Yep, the most beautiful service ever. I got the prettiest red boots. But yeah. we don't like right? the fact that somebody's made a lot of money with it. So let's take your your boots that you're wearing, which are quite lovely, dear. Oh, thank you. Jeff might have made a penny off those. Does that bother you? Not a bit. Wouldn't have bothered me if you made 10 bucks off of them. Why? Because I am very happy... With these boots, I was happy about the price. I was happy about the fact that I got them the day after I ordered them, See? which is really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Instead of, and I didn't have to leave the house. Yeah. I was in my pajamas. See? It was lovely. So they provide a service. Yes. So when we get fearful about somebody else having more than we do, that's called greed. Yes. I've got and a good story about that, too. Oh, to, tell me. So, tell us. Not me, um, tell us. I have a, there's a, a company that makes another snack. Sure. And and I've tried helping this business over the last six years in uh, connections and different things like that. And I got into a place to sell my pretzels. And they were selling them every month. That other person's product was in there too. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, that's great. You know, that's super. I'm not worried about competition. Sure. For one, we have both different things, and I'm kind of that way. Sometimes I want pretzels. Sometimes I want something else. Sure. You know, I want chips or mm-hmm. whatever. Wow. So I called them to see about, um, you know, another order. And they said, well, we're not going to carry your pretzels anymore. Uh, they're, they're just not selling here. And I said, oh, okay, hold on a second. You have been buying every month for the last five months. Mm-hmm. And they're selling. If you don't want to sell them anymore, that is fine. But please do not lie to me. Mm-hmm. Do not tell me that they're not selling because you've been buying them. You've been buying yeah. them. Well, they didn't speak, you know, say anything more on the phone to me. And I said, you know, it's fine. Um, I'll come and take the rest of the product. Well, there's not any left, <laughs> you know, which just aggravated me <laughs> to no end. I'm like, oh, okay. Some, and I said something about it. I said, so you did lie to me. And I said, so that's... not selling, but we don't have any of them. But left. we don't have any left. And so... Um, it's the old... Never mind. See, yeah. that's another fear. Mm-hmm. 
of so it's a think fear it's, of lack. It's a poverty mentality. Yeah, it is a very much a poverty mentality. Well, but also, there's plenty of business. When you have that, um, that abundance ad- mentality, abundance yes. mentality, you're going to grow regardless. You will grow because abundance will push away fear. Yes, yes. Uh, now, it doesn't mean that if you have abundance, it means if you have an abundant attitude. Attitude. So poverty is not lack of money; it's fear of lack. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let me talk about the last fear because I know we're. Probably running a little close on time. Well, do you have a question? No, I was I was going to say I want that cliffhanger because you didn't tell us. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, so the last fear is fear of success. Oh. <laughs> is that disappointing? <laughs> no, that's... have you been holding your breath the whole time? <laughs> I noticed she was blue over there for a little while. Edit that out. No, but that's your thing. You've talked. We've talked about that. I really don't fear failure as much as what do I do? Because <laughs> I've been down that road. <laughs> the success road's one I don't know yeah. that well. So yeah. it's like, you know, what do I do if if suddenly we're, we're cranking along? And the for me, the biggest thing is, John, you're doing really well. You need to hire people to start doing what you love to do. Yeah. That's not that's not something I that fear because I this is all this only works when I have my yeah. hands in the mixer, and the same thing with her with her cupcakes she she has the magic. Okay, so what if somebody came along and said I could make you a millionaire if you'll let me help you grow your business? Right, and and there are many people out there that will help you do that. Uh, we know the story of Cheryl Kruger, who's the lady that started Cheryl's Cookies, right. Well, she worked for Mr. Wexner mm-hmm. uh, and was a successful business lady with him. Mm-hmm. And she decided she wanted to start making cookies. So she started making cookies at night in her house. And she became very successful at it. And over a period of time, he put some money into the business. She wound up selling it. And I, I, I read this online, so I don't know how accurate it is. But she wound up selling a cookie company that she started in her garage for $40 million, $40 million. Do you think she ever was like, it's just not worth that. <laughs> uh, there might've been a time that she didn't, but she had people around her. She surrounded herself with it. Right. You know what? That is a good business. That's a good business. Now, since then we've gotten to know her a little bit and, and, uh, have gotten to participate a bit with our company. And we've had a few people that are like, well, that's not fair. Well, why is that not fair? Yeah. Well, the reason it isn't fair is because you didn't position yourself to be in that 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 place of of influence. Yes. Uh, all we did to do it, all Nay did to do it, was six years of hard work to make sure that her stuff looked good, and then when the opportunity came, it looked good. We didn't go into the store the day that we we met them, thinking, "Oh, this is going to turn out great." We just thought we do the same thing we've always done. The reason that we don't have to fear success is because we know it's going to come. And the reason we fear success is because we know how to handle failure. Right. Mm. We don't know how to handle success. What makes us think that we're going to be any more good at handling success than we are failure? And why do we fear success is because we don't know what to do with it. And we don't know. This is a poverty mentality. Mm -hmm. We think it's going to go away. Or Or we don't deserve it. It was a fluke. And I... And I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. So that is now, and that's a fear of adequacy, which goes back to what I talked about a while ago. You have a fear of being adequate to the thing. Let's be honest. What was so much better about Bill Gates than somebody else that was in school with him? Eh, He just didn't, he wasn't afraid of succeeding. Right. 
or or Steve Jobs or you know Wozniak his mm-hmm. his partner knew technically what to do but Steve was not afraid of succeeding and had a horrible failure right in the middle of all of it. He mm-hmm. got kicked out of Apple. We we picture Apple as Steve Jobs' company now, but he was kicked out, and they yeah. had a guy from Pepsi running it for a while. Yeah. And, and, and really, Apple's success, biggest success, came after Jobs failed, came back. Yeah, yeah. and after, after he was allowed to fail for a while and come mm-hmm. back and go, here's what, when you so so here's the deal. When you put Angel, when you put your vision in place on your cupcakes, mm-hmm. now your job to grow it, and this is true for all three, all all of us sitting around the table today. To, in order to grow our businesses, we have to be willing to allow them to struggle. Mm-hmm. It's just like exercise or anything else. Things aren't going to grow until we allow them to struggle. Mm-hmm. We're not going to put them in the place of failure. Well, why? Why are we not going to put the uh, the guy Jack Welch that was the that ran uh, General Electric yeah. for several years would promote the ones that had the biggest failures? Yep. Because you know, they weren't going to let that happen again, but they knew why that had happened in the first place. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the guy that he promoted to the head of or that he encouraged to be the head of GE after him was a guy that had had the biggest failure in there. And I, you hear that all the time. And the reason it is they understood forgiveness mm-hmm. and they understood the importance of allowing something to fail. Right. You don't do it on purpose. But you're unless you have the risk of failure, you can't have the risk of success. That's mm-hmm. true. And so that's, that's a fear of success that we have to get beyond in order to grow our businesses into very profitable small businesses because typically if it's just us doing it by ourselves we're going to get to a point and it may make may make the mortgage payment mm-hmm. but it's not going to grow enough so that it's influential in mm-hmm. other people's lives yes. terry and renee dismore are our guests today they're awesome they're awesome amazing and, uh, as always tell oh, us thank you tell us how to find out more about what you guys do well i am at snacksbyne.com or on facebook snacks with a twist and the other one, Terry? Instagram. Snacks with a twist. <laughs> and I can be found at prosperlead.com. Contact them. Uh, they love sharing, as you can tell, and training. And if you want to find out more about Marketing Media and Cupcakes, Ando Media is our production company for video production. If you have a podcast that you're looking at having improved, Premier Podcast is our podcast production company. And if Yay. you're in central Ohio and you want, you need a good cupcake, yes. Angel's Custom Cupcakes. No, if you need a great cupcake. Uh, it's true. See? Yeah, so, they're pretty nice. spectacular. Yes. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook and anywhere else you can follow us, and we will uh, continue to encourage you to live the dream. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media.